Shalom, and welcome to From Sunday to Sabbath, a weekly podcast helping others discover the life they were created to live. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Scan, Senior Pastor of Epic Life Church in Terrell, Texas. We were once a Sunday church, now we gather on the Shabbat, the Sabbath. Join us on this journey and discover the truth of God's Word for living today. All right, welcome back everyone. Uh, Mike Scan, I'm your host today. Uh, senior pastor of Epic Life Church in Terrell, Texas. We're going to take a look today at part three of how uh, everything kind of happened to us. And this one's going to be interesting. I'll give you a little bit of insight. Before we get too deep today, don't forget to share this on all your social media platforms. And if you want to learn more about us, you can go to Um, And then if you're listening via podcast, you can actually go and watch the, uh, uh, ver- the video version of this on our YouTube channel epic life terrell as well what's great about that is we have over 500 videos on there that you can go over there and watch and really kind of see who we are you can follow us on our facebook page uh instagram i think there may be even a tiktok video of us too Uh, but anyhow let's get back to work Uh, so last week in part two we talked about this this huge separation that happened between the Jews and the Gentiles, uh, basically the Messianics or the not Messianics, I'm sorry, uh, the Jewish people and those who are coming to faith in Messiah. And I'm talking about primarily the Gentiles, but also as well as the Jewish people. We know that Paul, uh, the apostle, was sent to the Gentiles and Peter became an apostle to the Jewish people. Now, what's interesting, and this is what we talked about last week, is how did we separate? How did it become where the Jews worshipped one way and the Christians worshipped another? We talked about Matthion and how he believed, uh, according to the Old Testament, that there was a mean, vengeful God, and that in the New Testament it was Jesus who was filled with grace and truth, and that they were separate. They weren't the same. Uh, Marcion actually taught that they were different. They were separate, and that was so false. Now, that's just kind of the beginning of a lot of things that happened that caused this Im- immense um uh, division or uh, separation of the Jewish people. but And the reason I bring that word up or use Jewish, if you're listening, you may be uh, Jewish or you may be uh, just a Christian. You're kind of wondering, you know, how am I tying all this together? What's it make sense? Well, here's the thing. Jesus was Jewish. Whether you believe that or not, it doesn't matter. He was Jewish. He spoke to a Jewish crowd. Um, and the Bible uh, regardless of what version you think is accurate, the Bible is Jewish. It was written to Jewish people. It was written for Jewish people. It was written to the nation of Israel. And the letters of the apostles, or what we call the New Testament, is how they received Jesus Christ, but yet they were still, they didn't lose their uh, them being Jewish. They were still Jews. They were still of the nation of Israel. But how did this separation happen? That's what we've been talking about. And what's happening across the globe is men and women, believers, G- Christians, and Jewish people are coming to the revelation and the understanding that this is not something that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be Jew and Gentile. We were all one according to the book of Ephesians, according to Galatians. We are all one in Christ Yeshua, Yeshua, um, the Messiah. And so that's what we found out. For us, we found on our journey that there are not two different stories. There is only one. And then as part three, I want to talk about how we navigated through this, how we 
were able to move beyond just becoming a Sunday church and how we moved from a Sunday church over to becoming a Sabbath church. Now, it's interesting because um, as we were growing and as we begin to understand this this uh, revelation, um, I want to tell you that before I introduced anything to our church, there were a couple of things, actually three things that we did. And I'm talking when I say we, I'm talking about my wife and I. And and so this may help some of you. Number one is we prayed. We prayed about it. We searched out scripture uh, was the second thing. If we looked in the Bible, we asked the question, does this apply to us? Uh, there are a lot of things that happen within Judaism and even in the Messianic community or the first century Judean that are really more tradition than anything else. And so we had to kind of navigate through those waters, you know, and we're still doing that. Matter of fact, many people who come to this revelation of Torah or more messianic, um, that's the thing that kind of gets them stumped. And that's really what what uh, is a travesty because many people get to this place and they go, you know, hey, a minute, are you trying to make us Jewish and all these? Tra-? And they they mix up what the Bible says and what is tradition. And here's the truth that I want you to understand that we learned from, really, it took us a little bit, but it's something that we learned over time. And that is this, when tradition and scripture meet, scripture trumps, tradition has to go. Okay. So now there are traditions that are there that are very good and they're very healthy, but a lot of things were given to us by the scribes and by the rabbis that Really, man, these things don't have to be. These don't things, we don't have to do all of these things. And really, if you want to break down the nuts and bolts of it, that's why Jesus came. In Matthew 5, 17, we see that Jesus says that do not think that I came to abolish the Torah, to abolish the law, but I did not. I came to fulfill it. We've talked about this before, that the word Uh, for fulfilled means to bring to full expression. Why is that important? Because as we navigated, as we learned that this Torah, this, uh, the old Testament still applied today, that was one of the, or if the critical verse, because here's the deal. Once you, once you come to terms with what Messiah Jesus is saying in Matthew 5, 17, through 20, I think it is, then it absolutely changes the way you view the Bible. And it did for us. It absolutely changed the way we viewed Scripture. And what Jesus did, what he's telling us is that these laws that were created, these traditions that were created, they were there, there was a good intent. Matter of fact, you can go out through the book of Luke, you can see it in the Gospels, where Jesus never talked bad about those things. What he did was, and what Paul even does, is that he he came against us lifting up those things, these traditions or these oral law, the oral Torah, against God's written Torah, the Ten Commandments. And that's really what happened. See, what they did was good. They created these laws or these oral laws to protect the main Torah, the commands of God. But the bad side of it is, 
is that they began to uphold those above the commandments of God. We see that all through scripture with Jesus, but he never spoke against them. He never spoke against those. He never said that those were wrong or that they were bad, only that they were lifted up, that they were worshiping those things and obeying those things above the commandments of God. And that's what we can't do. So it's kind of like we were, we were lifting up tradition, right? Uh, and tradition uh, has to go out the door uh, when it comes to Scripture. Scripture, God's canonized Scripture has to be obeyed and lifted up above everything else. And so that's kind of what happened to us. Now, I want to tell you something, that when we began this journey, uh, I told you that there's two things that we did. Number one was that we we prayed about it. Number two is that we went to the scriptures. And then number three, which is super important, is that we implemented it in our life, Robin and I, my wife and I's life, before we actually began to even maybe teach on it in the church. And the reason for that is, is that I believe, man, that I can't teach on something that I'm not doing myself. And I'm a big stickler to that. And, and so for us, we were not perfect at it. I want to tell you that right now. We were not very good at it. Um, matter of fact, with all the, when you first come in, and this is something I see a lot with people who are coming into the faith, um, they, they go crazy with it, right? And they do all of the stuff, but man, you can get bogged down in the stuff. And one of the things that we learned, and one of the things that I tell people, is is that we messed up a lot. We did not do a lot of these things right. However, I don't believe God was angry with us, and I don't think God would be angry with you if you're if you're you know if you're navigating these waters also, and maybe you're beginning to explore uh, understanding um, the Sabbath and understanding the Torah, and you're learning to grow in this faith. Can I can I tell you just to, one, give yourself a break, and, and also give the people around you a break that are learning, and maybe they don't do everything right quite yet. They're learning how to do it. Give them a break. Because I don't believe for a moment that the father is up there like, oh, my goodness, Mike, you really messed up. You really jacked that up. That's not how you're supposed to do Sukkot. That's not how you're supposed to honor my Sabbath. That's not how you're supposed to you know, do these things. We did everything probably wrong at first. But here's what I do believe. I believe because the father, the Bible says that the father knows our hearts. And so if he knows our heart, he knows the intention I don't believe that he's up there like, like, okay, Mike, you really messed it up. You need to stop. I, I think, and, and, I, and I hope this is for you as well, that I think he's up there going, that a boy. Way to go. Way to go, girl. Way to go, daughter. Way to go, son. Because we are trying. Because here's the thing. Just like in Acts 15, when the apostles, or James particularly, said, hey, we're going to have these guys do these four things, right? We talked about this already. For the law of the prophet, the law of Moses, I'm sorry, the law of Moses is taught in the synagogue weekly. James knew that these believers would be going to um, going to Jerusalem. I mean, I'm sorry, going to synagogue weekly. And they would learn these things. And it's the same thing with you, that if you need to be involved and plugged into a good, um, wholesome, down-to-earth, biblically based 
um, group of believers. And if there's a church or a community around you that believes this, I want to challenge you to be involved in that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of that today. Um, some of that other stuff as we get ready to wrap this up or in, in towards the end. Um, but I, I want you to give yourself a break because look, we, number one, we're Gentiles. Okay. And many of us that are listening to this podcast are coming in and we are super new and I'm still been doing it for a few years now, but I'm still kind of, you know, going through the marsh of this stuff and, and all the stuff that, how do you do this? I mean, what do you do here? And so give yourself a break. But do get involved in a community that is that like-minded. And so it's super important. You know, Paul told Timothy um, that we are to study to show ourselves approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, you got to remember that Paul, Paul wasn't talking about the New Testament. Paul was talking about the, the, the common scripture of the day, and that was the Tanakh, um, we know that the, 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 the Bible as we know it didn't even come into existence until the second, uh, second early part of, uh, late part of the second century, early part of the third century. And so give yourself a break. Okay. Uh, we, we've been looking at the new Testament. We know the new Testament we've been studying. Now you're going in and you're saying, wait a minute, all of this stuff still applies to us as new believers, as believers in Messiah. He didn't get rid of it. Matthew five seventeen. He didn't get rid of that stuff. Matter of fact, Jesus goes on to say in that same passage of Matthew 5, you can go check this out, uh, maybe even put it up on the board here in a minute, but he said, he said, not a jot or tittle, not a, not, and these are Hebrew symbols that he's talking about, the smallest Hebrew symbols, he said, would not, uh, would not go, pass away, and uh, would not be done away with until all things were completed. Well, all things aren't completed. We're still here on this earth. Jesus hasn't returned yet. So all things haven't been completed. And so therefore everything is still valid within scripture. And so it's important that we understand that, but cut yourself a break. That's one of the things that we told our people as we moved in this direction, as we navigated this, is that to give yourself a break, you're not going to know everything. You're going to do things wrong. You're going to bring in a lot of tradition and get overwhelmed by the tradition. Don't get overwhelmed by all the traditions right? Now, there are people that you can watch, and there are people that you can you can connect with that will help you and guide you, but even, even some of the best, the best people that are doing these, you know, they have the best intentions, but they'll say, well, you have to do this, and you have to do that. No, you don't. Like, one of the things that we even say in some of our messianic prayers, we'll say for, uh, we'll say, you know, uh, who has commanded us to wash our hands. That's that's not in the Bible. That's not scriptural. Um, is it a good idea? Yes, it's a good idea. And the symbolism behind it is very good, but it's not commanded, nor is it when you light your candles on Sabbath evening on Friday night, uh, they'll do a prayer and they'll say, you know, that you've commanded it to light the candles, uh, the, the, the Shabbat candles. No, we didn't. That's not in the scriptures. Okay. Those are traditions. Do we, do my wife and I light the candle? Yes. But we say something different. There are prayers that are out there that are more geared towards the light of Yeshua and lighting the candles as a reminder to do that. So don't get so bent out of shape, man, on these 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 traditions, because you can get buried in them. And a lot of new Sabbath keepers and new Torah observers do that. They get completely buried. There are a couple of hangups that I want to talk about as we're moving into this uh, the the Torah lifestyle. 
And I think some of these hangups are true. They're valid. And I understand because you're making some changes. And the three are the top popular. The, the three hangups that people have when following toward number one are the dietary commands. And maybe we need to do a sermon series. We'll do a series on that one day. Uh, we're not going to cover it today, but that's one of them. You know, bacon is the big one, right? If you're down here in the South, man, bacon and catfish, brother, they love their catfish. We, I love catfish, man. We'd have, we'd have fish fries where we invite a bunch of people over. We'd get a bunch of catfish and we cut that catfish up. Problem about catfish down here in the South, they don't have scales. If you're over overseas, I know we have a lot of people overseas watching it or listening to us. Um, catfish is very smooth. It's, it doesn't have, it's a bottom feeder. And so we're not supposed to eat. It doesn't have scales. Uh, another thing with giving up shrimp was a big one. Giving up shrimp, right? It's a bottom feeder. It doesn't have scales, right? So the things that we we tend to like eat in here in the South is pretty tough. Um, the other thing too was the feast days, keeping the feast days and stepping away. And a lot of believers have done this: stepping away from Christmas, stepping away from Easter. And I've never told our church this. And, and it would behoove you guys to do the same that you, first you need to pray about it, obviously, but we never commanded or told our church they had to give up Christmas or they had to give up Easter. We let the Holy Spirit do that work. I think it's very important that you do that. Um, we don't, I don't keep Christmas anymore. Uh, my family has finally come to an understanding of that. We don't keep Easter. We do keep Passover and we do keep the rest of the feast days. Now, this took time for my family and my wife and I to, to navigate that waters. And so if you come to this revelation and you meet someone, maybe they're new, and they are Sabbath keepers and they're Torah keepers and they're learning this stuff, man, cut them a break. Don't get onto them because they're still keeping Christmas or they're keeping Easter. Man, give them a break. It, it'll come. It will come to them. They'll get the revelation of it. That's a hangup. So the feast days are a big hangup uh, for a lot of these new believers. And then the final one is, uh, let's see here, we got the, is the Sabbath. The Sabbath obviously is a big one. Switching from Sunday to Sabbath was a big one to us. As a matter of fact, we've only been doing it now. This is uh, where we had August, August 2nd on the day of this recording, uh, 2023. We went, we went full Sabbath on the beginning of this year in January. Uh, we began to do it in the uh, later part of uh, 2022. We kept uh, the Sabbath feast. We did it in the evening time on the Sabbath. Uh, but as we matured, as we grew, we felt like, okay, this is the direction we needed to go. And so a lot of tough things, man. And I and I get it. I, I understand how difficult. But these were things that we had to, you know, m do what the Scripture said to do. And that's really what's going to happen for all of us is you're going to have to decide for yourself looking at scripture and making the decision are you going to obey all the bible and if you do then eventually the dietary laws the feast days uh the zeets you know some of us were zeets um the all of these things are going to matter and eventually you're you're going to have to come to terms with and decide for yourself what you're to do and we didn't make this a thing with our church we we let the holy spirit do the work and he has done it he is it's amazing to see uh what he is doing here in terrell texas man i am so blown away by all of the things that are happening and god's doing it we obeyed god that was the decision that we had decided uh, matter of fact the other thing that you're going to have to navigate through i want to talk about this today in today's podcast since we're talking about these navigation 
these nav nav points uh, is your family. Um, when we made the decision to go to uh, Sabbath, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. That uh, man, not all of our family got it. Not everyone was agreeable to it. Um, some of us called thought we were strange. Um, people thought we were crazy. Uh, my mom, my wife's mom, it was so funny. She's like, are, are we becoming Jehovah witness? Right. Because we were giving up Christmas and you know, I didn't tell my wife that she had to do it. I didn't say, well, I'm the man of the house and we're going to do this. I made a decision. And then I talked to Rob and I said, you know, you don't, I'm, pr- I want you to pray about this. And she had already made up her mind that she was going to do it. And, uh, the Lord has really blessed me with an amazing woman, um, to be a part of that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you are going to have wives that are not going to be on board with this. Um, they love the world. They love the things of the world. And it's really difficult for them to make these decisions. And they're just not there yet. They're not at that place. Man, cut them some slack. Love them. Show grace. But you continue on the journey and vice versa. It's going to be some wives that get a hold of this. And they are going to be on fire. They're going to be passionate. They're going to, you're going to love the, re, the new revelation that you receive, but your husband is not going to be ready. They're not going to be on board. Cut them some slack. It is not your, you are not the Holy Spirit. You're not. God is, God's Spirit will bring them around. Here's the important part. I'm going to talk about this in later podcasts about our marriage and our faith. It is the Holy Spirit's responsibility to draw them to the Father. It will be the Holy Spirit that reveals it to them. But your job, husband or wife, your job is this, and very important, is to live it out in front of them. Don't compromise. Love them. Show the love of Messiah, right? Don't become some uh, you know, Pharisee or Sadducee and, and beat them over the head with the Bible. No one's ever gotten saved from that. Uh, it is our job to be loving. And if you're not loving and and showing some grace, right? I mean, I am telling my age here, I'm 50. Oh, how am I? 53. I'm fixing to be 54 here next month or 53 next month. I think I'm being 53 next month. And let me tell you something. I'm, you know, it was 2018. I was in my 40s before I came to the knowledge of Torah. And uh, there are people that are younger that are getting it. There are people that are older that are getting it, but cut them some slack. The other thing that's going to happen, man, and and I said this already, is that there will be people who think that you're of a cult. There are people who think that you are just jacked up. The biggest thing is, if you're new to Torah, if you're new to the things of Messiah and Shabbat, and you don't have a clear understanding, let me ask you and do me a solid, do me a favor. Don't try to tell them what you're doing. Um, Just tell them that you love Jesus and you're still following Jesus and you're living Uh, You're obeying Jesus. That's all you have to tell them. Um, As you grow in the faith and as you become more understanding, you get the understanding of what this is about, then you can begin to share it. But the first and foremost thing is we don't believe that salvation is by obedience to the Torah. We do not believe that. We believe that salvation comes through Jesus Christ and him and him alone. He has paid for our sins. He died on the cross of Calvary. And those who will repent of their sin, follow him, they will be saved. Amen? All right, let's make sure we get that out of the way. They're going to think you're of a cult. They really are. And so your job is to show grace and show truth. And that's what we told our church. And we still have people in our community that aren't on board with it yet. That 
they they still think that they don't have to follow Torah, and that's that's going to have to happen through the Holy Spirit. My job as a pastor and as a follower of Messiah is to live it out in front of them. And so I try my best to not live a double life. I try not to live a life uh, one way on Sabbath or, you know, for your particular case, maybe Sunday and live a different life out in the world. You cannot do that. You have to live a life that resembles that of Messiah. And that's what's going to bring them in and study to show yourself approved. Know what the truth is, know what the scriptures say, so that you're not coming in with all of this uh, stuff that doesn't even, that's not even in the Bible. And there's a lot of it out there. Again, I tell you that there are a lot of people out there. Uh, just recently, I had a young couple. I want to share this story as I get ready to wrap up. Uh, I had, a, I had a, a young couple in our church that have uh, just joined us. And one of the things that they had told us was that very thing that their family thinks that they're absolutely loon, they're, they're crazy. And they asked, what do we do? And I looked at them and I said, number one, you need to love them. Number two, you need to live it out. And number three, stop trying to explain to them what you're doing because you do not know the Torah enough. I mean, these guys have been debating this stuff for thousands of years. What makes it think that us Gentiles, these new into the faith, new into Christianity is going to come in and be able to explain it. And so, man, I don't care who they are. Uh, most people, unless they're a messianic rabbi, most of the people who have not grown up in this, we are learning. And so you're learning as a new believer. We had to learn this. And that's what I told our church. I told them that, man, you need to cut these people some slack because the, the, the tendency as you come into Torah, and we've seen this in our community, is to become kind of this spiritual snob, right? Like we know it all already because now we've come to this fresh revelation of Torah. And the bottom, the truth of it, the truth is we're, we didn't know anything and it took us a long time to get there and we're still getting there. You're growing in your faith. I'm growing in my faith. And so I said, cut them some slack, man. Don't become so pious, man, that, you know, it took us a while to get here. And so it may take them a while to get there as well. And so our journey is unique and, and God is blessing it, man. The average attendance this year, this week. Uh, has been over in, in the 90s. It's absolutely blown away. Uh, you know, we were, when we started this journey, we were in about 30 people. We're up into the 90s now. And we don't know, we got people coming from Oklahoma. We got people coming from, uh, man, Fort Worth, which is a couple of hours to drive. One of my elders lives over an hour away. And uh, people are coming from all over the place because of what we're teaching and because of what is happening. And it's a spirit of God that's moving. And it's absolutely amazing when you submit yourself to the Father and you take all of his word, his Torah, all of the Bible is Torah, by the way. So if you're scared of that word, all of the Bible is Torah, uh, the everything, because the word Torah means it's not just law, it's it's his instructions, it's his teaching. And so I challenge you, man, study to show yourself approved, learn the ways of Torah. But this has been our journey. This is how it's happening to us. And it's been amazing. We've turned Sabbath again, like I said, at the beginning of this year. And something happens when you make the choice, make the decision to obey God. And I want to challenge you, if there's an area of your life that you're not obeying God, that's more important than anything. Not the knowledge of how well you can quote the Bible or it's, it's obedience to the Father. And there are areas in your life that God is going to ask you to cover. There are areas in your life that God is going to say, hey, I want you to do this. 
And not everybody's going to be on board with you. And it's going to be scary. But that's what faith is. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not yet seen. So I want to challenge you. Walk out this life of faith. I love you guys. I want to thank you for joining us again for another podcast. Man, share it again. Like it. Tell people about it. Share it as much as possible. And uh, man, I hope that I hope you discover the life that you were created to live. I hope you discover the epic life. I'm going to sign off with that. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on this week's Sunday to Sabbath. For more information about Epic Life Church, you can go to epiclifeterrell.com. That's epiclifeterrell.com. Do you have a question that maybe you'd like Pastor Mike to talk about on the air? Then send him an email at pastormike at epiclifeterrell.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.